Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, believe it by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Well, good evening, good morning, good afternoon, good gracious, uh, good grief. Thank you ever so much for tuning into the program. My name is Willie Lawson. I appreciate you being here and spending some time. Um, you guys are catching on. You know, it is, it's, it's been sort of catch-as-catch-can on the, on, on the broadcast. I apologize for that. Um, the reality is that we are... I don't want to say suspended, but we are holding off operations on Spreaker at this point, fra- frankly, due to financial concerns. And we hope to get that up and rolling again soon, hopefully very, very soon, hopefully within the next few days. And that will make life a lot easier, a lot easier on me to to, to, to produce content and a lot easier for you to receive that content on platforms that are easier for you to get to. Uh, so what we're doing right now is sort of give you some behind-the-scenes deal. What we're doing is recording the podcast, sort of old-school, OG, you know what I'm saying, on, on Audacity, which is a really great free program. If you're not uh, all that technical um, and you're wondering about how to get started in podcasting, you might want to consider that. You might want to consider recording everything on some sort of program like Audacity. Now, there are others that are more expensive and a lot more, I don't know, functional or professional, like Audition, uh, Adobe Audition. You can get a, a a free trial of that and try it, but it seems to be a really large learning curve. And there's other recording programs, Nuendo. I used Nuendo for a long time. Well, let me say it this way. I used a bootleg edition of Nuendo for a long time on a 32-bit machine, and I love it. Uh, the problem is that Nuendo is fairly expensive, and when I talk to my friends about Nuendo and why it's expensive, the, the answer is always the same. To keep you from getting it. <laughs> um, because professionals use Nuendo, and um, the last thing they want is for you to sound as good as them. Uh, so it <laughs> <laughs> that's how that that's how that's played out. But um so I and when I got my new computer, um the even the bootleg version of New Window that I had which would not load on this com- this computer because this computer is 64 bits and that version of the program is is 32 bits and they just simply weren't hearing it. They just they weren't having it. They weren't talking. So I had to find something else. So I found uh, Audacity. Audacity is a free program. I only had to do one thing to make it work. 
Um, I had to look for the LAME file, LAME file, to make sure that I could export MP3s. So, and I think that in the new version that comes with, so you don't have to do that anymore. But that's what I'm doing. Sort of give you some, that's what's happening behind the scenes. Hopefully, uh, by Tuesday or Wednesday of next week, I will be able to get the um, speaker back up and rolling like I need to. And that'll make it easier on you. And more importantly than anything, that'll make it easier on me. And I'll be able to produce the content that you are used to and that you expect from this entity. I did not work my second job today. You guys know who follow me on, on Instagram and you follow me on on Facebook that I got a job at a local amusement park, theme park. And when I say amusement park, I don't want to I don't want to seem like I'm I'm working at some some carnival down down the road. You know, working the tilt world at the carnival. That's not what I'm doing. Uh, it's a yeah. You know, I'm not, I'm not going to say what it is, but if you are from the Tampa area and I tell you that I work at a theme park, you know where I work. Uh, I have a part time job there. It's great. People are there super, um, and it's just perfect for what I need. Right now, my knee, my my my. If you're a praying person, you can pray for my uh, my left knee. My left knee is real. I did something. I hurt it in some way. It may be overused, but I can feel right at the uh, right there, right on the on the on the kneecap to the left of the kneecap. It that bone just really hurts. So in any case, um, I didn't work this week. So I didn't work this weekend. I've just been working weekends. Uh, I'm back there next next week though, so that'll be cool. So um. I got a chance to go back and contribute on Porch Talk Radio here in Tampa, WTMP, 11.50, 1 p.m. Porch Talk Radio, it um, stars host Eddie Adams Jr. and Gabriel Phillips. I am the contributor, uh, permanent contributor, and my friend Tim Horton is the producer. Uh, it, it, it's it been great. Uh, we've had an association for nearly 10 years. Uh, as we went from one iteration to another, we actually spent some time on television, on, on public access TV, and that was cool. I got to do that after my surgery, so that was really cool. It um, was interesting. The program before us is hosted by a, a former state government individual who is uh, up and coming in the Florida Democrat Party, and he spent a lot of time today bashing President Trump. A lot of time. With all the stuff that you heard, especially because Trump went after the squad, and here's what the squad does. The squad, and people like the squad, throw stuff up in the air or over the fence, and then when you throw it back, they can't take it. You know, I saw a meme I don't know. I've seen it a couple of times, but the first time I saw it was a couple of weeks ago. There was this it was a cartoons woman uh, with a pile of what is opinions, like poop, but it had opinions written on it. And she was sort of throwing it over the wall, and this wall said "internet." And then other people were throwing it back at her, and she was screaming, you know, in the last panel, "Misogynist, misogynist!" Um, because here's the deal. Here's the deal. I, w- I want to tell people who are going to participate 
in all of this internet back and forth. If you cannot take it as well as you dish it, get back on the sideline. And this goes for this goes for conservatives as well. If you cannot take it as well as you can dish it, just get your ass back on the sideline and be quiet. Just sit over there. Like Wendy Williams said, have several seats. I mean, sit down and stay down. So when people like Ileana Omar and Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez and Ivana Presley and um, what is that woman's first name? I don't know. Representative Tlaib want to throw rocks at Americans, fellow Americans, about how racist they are and how blah, blah, blah they are. And when they really expect that everybody is just going to take it and will scream misogyny and racism and and, and being an Islamophobe and all these things, when you get people responding back to you, you're not built for this game. You're just not built for this game. One of the fair, one of the best things I heard about safe spaces and the like, and how this new liberalism is is annoying and dangerous, uh, came from Van Jones. Van Jones, while at the University of Chicago, on a panel with with Se Cup, basically said that here's the deal: if this this level of liberalism is Put, you know it is, and, and I'm paraphrasing. It, you can't take a mean tweet. This is this is awful. This is dangerous. It's absolutely dangerous. If you can't if you can't handle a mean tweet, now there are people who have been in this struggle, and I mentioned this on the program today. Been in this struggle for years and years and years, and um, and until we get the resolve of people like Rosa Parks, we get the resolve of people like Malcolm X, uh, Martin Luther King, Eldridge Cleaver, and you just you, you just go on and on and on. People who who laid their lives on the line every day, frankly, some of them just by walking outside. By walking outside. And and a million people that, that, that you'll never know, that we'll never know, that we never heard of in country you know, when in communities all over the country, and just being outside for them was dangerous. Just being just pe- having people know who, where they were was dangerous. And then someone tweets something and you just lose your damn mind? Hardly patriotic. Hardly useful to the civil rights struggle of people who really need help or people who are really struggling. Hardly useless. Useful. If the first thing that you're going to say when they respond back is racist, misogynist, and like that will have any real bearing on anything. We're going to have to, and this goes for everybody. I know I've got some people who newer that are listening. Um, we're going to have to upgrade the level of discourse 
or we're going to have to get thicker skins. My hope is that both things happen. We're going to have to get thicker skins, and we're going to have to upgrade the level of discourse. I think it's not okay to just call someone a name so you don't have to listen to them. I don't think it's okay to call somebody a Nazi or racist, but I don't think it's okay to call somebody a libtard either. Because at that point, there isn't any more discussion to have, right? And these are the and these are the people who are quote leading this discussion. These are the people who are the standard bearers who have the flag who are going out to do intellectual battle with the other side. And what it's turned into is not intellectual battle. It's 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 emotional drivel. All of it. The past few days, frankly, I've spent way too much time on Twitter. After my battle with Facebook. Oh, by the way, the Facebook thing is over. The Urban Game Changers conference.com website is now being accepted and not being blocked by Twitter. I mean, by, by, by Facebook. Yay. Praise the Lord. If indeed you are interested in, first of all, seeing me live and seeing all my friends live, uh, and you want to see us in, um, in our, in our natural habitat, Go to UrbanGameChangersConference.com, UrbanGameChangersConference.com, and sign up to come. <coughs> Excuse me, August 21st through 25th in um, uh, Virginia Beach, Virginia, will be at I believe the what, what they call it, the Hampton, the Hamptons, and I'll let me get the exact for you. Uh, but if you go to the website, it's all there, and you are welcome. To come, and if and if for some reason you you, you can't come, um, although I'm giving you, damn it, more than a month no about a month's notice, it, yeah, it's the Founders Inn and Spa, Tapestry Collection by Hilton in Virginia Beach, Virginia, and um, let me see here, uh, you can sign up on our website. Uh, you there's a bunch of hotels in the area. Um, that you can stay in. I and I'm thinking. <coughs> I'm still coughing. My God. Excuse me. I'm thinking that I I, I just had. Oh my God. I just had the um, that that hotel up on my booking my booking dot com page. Oh, there it is. Uh, yeah, the Founders Inn and Spa in in Virginia Beach, Virginia. Right now. Uh, I, I as I'm looking, if you look on um, Booking.com, one night, one adult, 126 bucks. There you go, and um, it has a, a, a 8.6 rating on Booking.com, which is an excellent rating. Uh, and again, there are hotels all along there. There's the Beach Quarters Resort. Uh, that that that's got a 7.7. 7, it's 199 dollars. It's it's right on, it's right on the beach, um, and the and the ocean holiday. I've stayed. I'm trying to figure out which one of these I stayed in. Uh, I've stayed in, in 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 at least one or two of these while I was there in Virginia Beach uh, a number of years ago. 
And it's a great area. It is a super area. The Hilton Garden Inn in Virginia Virginia Beach um, Town Center is where I stayed. It was very, very nice. Right there on the beach. You You guys will love it. And if you've not been to Virginia Beach, Virginia, it's a great place. Uh, and there'll be other stuff happening in the area, in, in the Hampton area. As a matter of fact, there is a whole thing happening, celebrating uh, 400 years of African Americans here on the continent. Please, 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 please um, think about joining us. And if you can't join us and you want to participate in the um, in the festivities, you can go to the website, the one I just said, Urban Game Changers conference.com and you can become a sponsor because nobody is going to be taught nobody is talking about the condition in urban america like we're talking about the condition in urban america nobody nobody everybody's taking a government's got to come to our aid kind of approach and that's nonsense absolutely nonsense so we need to talk about our spending power. We need to talk about things like uh, opportunity zones. As a, as a matter of fact, and I know I'm going off course here, but I really want you to know about this stuff. It's really on my heart. Um, I'm doing a talking with podcast or trying to put together a talking with podcast with a local gentleman here in the Tampa area. His name is Sam Harris III, and he runs um, Sam Jen, J-E-N, Realty.com. Uh, he was just on the program today, which sort of sparked this show tonight, talking about opportunity zones and exactly how they are a game changer to build generational wealth. So um, this is the kind of thing that we need. And for the and if you want to sponsor, there are a number of sponsorship levels. Let's go through them quickly. Uh, there is the uh, Urban Game Changers Conference Junior Exhibitor. Uh, $500 level, there is the the Urban Game Changers Conference conference Exhibitor at the $1,000 level. There is also the Urban Game Changers Conference Participating Sponsor at the $2,500 level. Uh, the Urban Game Changers Conference con- Contributing Sponsor at the $5,000 level. The Urban Game Changers Conference Supporting Sponsor at $7,500. And, of course, the Urban Game Changers Partnership uh, Partnering Sponsor at $10,000. It, the Urban Game Changers Conference sponsoring, uh, excuse me, presenting sponsor at twenty thousand um, dollars. So let's say, okay, so let's say you're not going to spend twenty grand. You should, but let's say you're not going to. Let's say that you you would go, but you can't because you got something else planned. If you go between airfare and hotel stay and food and whatever, you're going to spend five hundred bucks. How about if if you can't go, then you send the five hundred dollars anyway, as the as a conference junior exhibitor. How about if you do that anyway? Now, if you go and and do that, you get some you you get some exhibit space, and you get some chances to be in the listing as an exhibitor for, for, on on our app, um, which you can still do, and there's some. VIP hospitality benefits if you go. But let's say you can't go. You can still sponsor. And that's the same thing at every level. You may not be able to make it. And I like that because you might spend, you know, on on four or five days in Virginia Beach, you might spend $500. You might spend $1,000. Let's say you just can't make it. Your schedule won't allow it. 
it just won't allow it. As much as you, you want to move stuff around, you just can't. How about if you sponsor anyway? And sponsor something great. So you want to know more about Urban Game Changers. I know that I took a, I, I took a hard right um, from what I was talking about. But this is way more important than AOC and and Alien Omar and all and, and and all those people. This is this is way way more important. Urban Game Changers seem, seeks to unite people who want to impact positive change in their communities through economic opportunity, self improvement, self awareness, and self empowerment. The Urban Game Changers leadership team collectively has over fifty years of relevance in the urban conservative ideological space. Um, urban Game Changers grassroots and social media platforms currently have a global reach of over 5 million people. Uh, we are the number one conservative organization addressing the issues directly affecting the black community. We are hosting our first annual Urban Game Changers conference in, on August 21st through 25th, 2019 at the Founders Inn Spa in Virginia Beach, Virginia. I just told you about where that is and how much it is at night. It's 126 bucks. Actually, I think even at full price, one adult is $139 a night. It's still cheap, especially for Virginia, especially for that area that close to D.C. Um, Urban Game Changers will, will be part of the 400 Years of African American History Commission established by Congress on January 8, 2018. There will be programs and activities throughout the week and weekend to recognize and highlight 400 years of contributions from African Americans on this continent. You want to be there. You want to be a part of it. You want to be a part of it. You do. All right, now let me get back to what I was talking about. And I, there'll be other commercials. There'll be other there'll be other hits for you to, to go and be a part of this because I think you really should. Here's the deal. Um... I am. Um, we were we were talking early on on the program, on the on the excuse me, well, sorry, the uh, poor talk radio program about how some of these folks on the left now they are just rolling back to the easiest thing ever, and the easiest thing ever is racism. It's the easiest thing ever. It's one of those things that what you but once you call someone a racist, you do not have to listen to them anymore. And there's and, and there's nothing they can do. There's nothing I can do. Once you call me a racist, there's nothing I can do. Everything I say to you is now through the lens of, well, you see, but you're you're a racist. You're 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 a racist bigoted son of a bitch. So yeah, so everything you say, which is so intellectually lazy and so outrageously dangerous. For the African American community in America, because what's happening is, for the most part, the things that we see now, the people who are deeming 
and calling out people for being racist aren't necessarily black people. Black people, the black community is being told by white liberals who's racist and who isn't. And what's racist and what isn't. This is where it gets slippery and dangerous. It gets slippery and dangerous because it is it is now white liberals or progressives that are trying to make these decisions that are making these decisions on who's racist and who's not and this is something that we really really have to start taking a really strong look at as we move forward we're going to take a little break we'll be back right after these messages thank you thank you ever so much for coming to the program remember urban game changers conference Dot com. Ur- UrbanGameChangersConference.com We'll be right back. When it comes to parenting, there are no perfect answers. But that's okay, because you don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent. Teens in foster care will love you just the same. For more information on adoption, visit AdoptUSKids.org. A message from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, AdoptUSKids, and the Ad Council. Hey, y'all. Jeff Foxworthy here. Now, if you've ever found yourself repeating the same thing over and over for 75 years, you might be... Smokey Bear. Only you can prevent wildfires. That's why I'm filling in for Smokey to switch things up, because there's a lot more to say. And I should know, because my grandfather was a firefighter, and one of the things he taught me is that the people that love the outdoors the most are often the ones accidentally starting wildfires, which means always BYOB. <laughs> no, bring your own bucket to the campfire. And be extra careful with things like burning yard trimmings. Don't just walk away, or chances are you might be starting a wildfire. So for the love of the outdoors, go to SmokeyBear.com to learn more about wildfire prevention. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service, your state forester, and the Ad Council. When is the best time to talk to your family about staying in touch during a disaster? When floodwaters reach your door? When wildfires are engulfing the edge of your neighborhood? Or an earthquake is destroying buildings? When a tornado is tearing through town? Or a hurricane strikes? Or is the best time perhaps today? During a disaster, you may not be able to stay in touch with your family or friends as easily as you think. And it's not always as simple as using your cell phone. That's why now is the time to take action. Go to ready.gov communicate and make your emergency plan today. Don't wait. Communicate. Brought to you by FEMA and the Ad Council. All right, we're back. Thank you ever so much. It is really becoming a, a dangerous thing when you start looking at, I mean, when you really take a, a deeper dive into, who, into some of who these people are. Uh, when you look at Kamala Harris, Kamala Harris 
parades herself around as an ADOC, and I and this is why I, I had to talk about for a little bit. I had to talk about urban game changers and the American descendant of slaves because that we were, were part of that thing going on in Virginia Beach um, in, in in late August. <clears throat> but people like Kamala Harris parade themselves around as quote black and quote American black. And I've got to tell you that the American black experience is different than any other, is unique from any other experience of a of, of, of black people anywhere in the world. It's a different experience entirely. And these people like Kamala Harris are parading themselves around as if they are, they have something in solidarity with American black people. Well, and why do I say that? Because Kamala Harris is, Jamaican. Her mother, I think her, her mother is Jamaican and her father is Jewish or some stuff. She's biracial and that's fine. And I ain't got nothing against biracial people. I know it sounds like um, conservatives always got something against biracial people. Like conservative black people always got something against biracial people. Hey, I don't have anything against biracial people. I don't really care. Um, somebody once said to me, the reason that white people hate biracial children is because biracial children are so pretty. <laughs> you take two two people, a black person and a white person, who aren't necessarily that attractive, and you put them together and make and have them make a baby. You're like, ooh, that baby is pretty. <laughs> I know that's terrible. I know I said that that's awful, but you know it's true. I, you were thinking it, and I, so I said it. Um, so I don't have anything against biracial people, but it's interesting how biracial people on the left tend to <clears throat> they overcompensate. Don't they seem to over overcompensate? They overcompensate about their blackness. They get on their black side and they and they become uber black, super black, super fly. They do. They become freaking super fly. They become John Shaft. <laughs> That's what. Those are some old references. I know. Uh, so, well, the Shaft movie is out again. I don't know. People said it was it was kind of cute. It was kind of funny, but um, it seems to be over. In any case, so that's. What this annoying thing is, so much, and so many people want to be black. As a matter of fact, that now you, that's why you, we got Rachel Dolezal, the the blue-eyed blonde white girl who puts on bronzer and puts on a black affectation, which is completely disrespectful, and has and and ended up being the the chair of the NAACP uh, in Spokane, Washington. I think it was. Forgive me if I got the city wrong. <laughs> And then you've got people like Sean King, a white boy, part of the the, the Black Lives Matter uh, movement. The only person getting paid in Black Lives Matter is a white dude. What the hell? Why? Because black people are completely complacent with having white liberals tell them who to be angry at. And it is white, frankly, it's not black people who are upset with Donald Trump. It's never really been black people um, who have been upset with Donald Trump at all. It just never has been. It wasn't black people who had a problem with Donald Trump running. As a matter of fact, most black people that I know found it fairly amusing. (laughs) Actually, uh, found the whole thing fairly amusing. It is white liberals who are upset with the outcome and how he sort of stepped into their party, not sort of, I mean, you know, they're, they're gathering uninvited. And then 
it was white liberals that deemed Donald Trump racist. And and they use that on purpose. And I'll tell you why they use it on purpose. Because they know that that's the dog whistle to get black liberals and even some independents going. That's like sick them. If white liberals, you know, if they deem somebody like, say, let's say Trump, for instance, as racist, then that is the, the code word for sick them. The dog that is being sicked on somebody that is attacking someone never asked, well, what do they do? When Master says, sick them. The dog never thinks, but, 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 but wait, wait, Billy. He seems to be a nice fella. He's never done anything to you. We've never seen him before. Why do you want me to go bite him? I'll go bite him, but I'm not sure what. The dog never does that. The dog just goes. White liberals deem somebody racist. What they're telling their <clears throat> black colleagues is sick them. So there are people like me who say, uh, so Donald Trump's racist. Yeah, he's racist, man. He's racist. And then I get called names because I go, really? Give me an example. What has he done that was racist? What has he done that was racist? What are some racist policies of, of Donald Trump? Does he not hire black people in his businesses? Does he not have black people in fairly high position in, in his businesses? Because that's something we can look at, really. There's no, there was no previous government, blah 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 blah. So, do we have Donald Trump on tape calling, you know, calling some old lady a, a nigger bitch? Do we have any of that? What he, I know he had a black girlfriend once. I think she was biracial because uh, she was pretty. <laughs> yes, I think she was pretty, Milana. Himalaya. I do, I do. Uh but that's just me. That's just a side. But um I I don't know. So I ask I ask a question, so tell me, where is he give me some example of Donald Trump being racist. I know there's some there was a story about some black woman who was living in, in some apartment in Trump Tower forever and wouldn't get out and they were trying to get her out and uh she wasn't supposed to be there. She she, she was a squatter and Trump let her end up letting her stay there in this in this high rise in this high rise apartment in New York that I don't know that probably rents for five six seven thousand dollars a month and she was staying there for free I think that's a one of the stories I heard I don't know I don't know about all the details you have to forgive me on the details but I, I don't know the Central Park Five we were going to talk about the day that day on the show but fortunately we didn't get to it. And I said, fortunately, because first of all, it's all news. It's old news, and it is one of those situations where the entire city of New York was looking for the Central Park Five. And the Central Park Five ended up being a Tawana Brawley story. Interesting how um, Al Sharpton gets forgiven for the Tawana Brawley story. And when everybody was looking for the Central Park Five, and everybody was sure that these uh, young men were the uh, perpetrators. Everybody. Not just Donald Trump, but everybody. 
how Democrats and the police department, all these other people get a pass, but not Trump. Why? Because Trump is the person who showed up, who threw sand in the works of the left. He's a... You have to understand this. And this is what nobody is talking about. This is why you got to go to the conference. Trump is not a movement conservative by any stretch of the imagination. I mean, we just got to we just got to say that Trump is hardly a movement conservative. Hell, Trump is hardly a Republican. <laughs> let's, let's just let's just be real. I mean, if, if we're going to look back at what um, you know, who who Donald Trump gave money to and who he supported and campaigns he supported. Um, he supported Harry Reid over Sharon Engel, the Tea Party candidate in Nevada, through parties <clears throat> um, to raise money for Democrat candidates, including Hillary Clinton. Crazy, ain't it? Including Hillary Clinton. Hillary Clinton said that Donald Trump's going to be president one day. Yeah, much much to her chagrin. <laughs> so again, it's not like <clears throat> Donald Trump's this movement conservative. Donald Trump is not Ted Cruz. <laughs> just, let's just let's just be let's just be clear. But what Trump does is that he threw sand in their machine. Donald Trump went back a few years and figured out a part of the American constituency that was feeling left out. And he appealed to them. <clears throat> and he appealed to them. And he, and he continues to appeal to them. Which was a a slap in the face, a spit in the face to the, 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 the progressives that had to, been depending on Trump's money all this time for their causes, he sort of spit in their face and showed them as as the duplicitous, self-loathing people they are. And he exposed them, and they hate that, and they hate him for it. So everything that he touches or talks about now, they feel a heartfelt need to destroy He's the traitor. Trump is the progressive traitor. Which is why the left goes after people like Andy um, Go, Because Andy Go is supposed to be, because he's gay, he's supposed to, to talk a certain way. He's supposed to, to, you know what, to think and say certain things. He's not supposed to act in any way conservative. He's not supposed to, which is why he goes to, to to Seattle and gets the crap beaten out of him by Antifa. <coughs> Literally beats the crap gets the, gets the crap beaten out of him. Um however, because he's a traitor. <clears throat> what the left doesn't like are traitors. See, this is this is a, a viewpoint that, that 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 Fox News is not covering. On why is Trump getting so much resistance? I know why he's getting resistance.
from, from, from movement conservatives because Trump is not a movement conservative. And so he gets a little pushback from conservatives, especially when he starts talking financial issues like tariffs and the like. And some movement conservatives and Republicans who may be older who still don't understand the importance of pop culture. I understand that. But what most people don't realize or understand is he's getting uh, most of his pushback from the left is because he's the traitor. And unfortunately, he also knows where a lot of the bodies are buried in some of the corrupt, duplicitous nature of the left, especially in New York, which is why the New York courts are trying to find anything they can <clears throat> to derail Trump 2020. This is what's this is what's happening, and that no one's saying. It's just, it's it's, it's absolutely you know it's absolutely amazing to me. You know, it's absolutely amazing to me that this is going on in this manner, and that people are just simply not talking about it. This is what this is because it's all it's all all really is what it is. Trump's a traitor, and the left hates traitors. It's interesting to me also that it's more often that someone will come from the left and change their mind about certain things and be and and settle more on the right and be able to because for the most part not always I wish it were true that it was always but for the most part there are more places for someone who's from the left to change their mind and land right of center. More places to land. There are more people on the right who believe in 80-20. I agree with you 80% of the time. I'll change your mind eventually on the 20. Or you <laughs> are or, or, or not. And right now, that doesn't that doesn't exist on the, on the left. If you're not down with all of it, then you are persona non grata. If you can't get offended by everything and be willing to hold up every banner in this call for intersectionality, which means that if you're black and you just can't care about black issues, you've got to care about LGBTQ issues, you've got to tell, you got to care about, about feminine issues, you got to care about illegal immigration, although that's one of the things that's, that's screwing you and your community, you've got to advocate for for all all black and brown people, although the brown people are the, are the very same people that are making where you live impossible in two ways, either through illegal immigration or the other brown people who are snapping up all, your, all the property and all the businesses and pushing black American black owned businesses out of those communities like it's happening in, you know and and it's happening in places like Compton which is just mind blowing the number of black businesses being lost in Compton to other quote brown people and and according to the left black people are are supposed to get into this intersectionality partnership with the same people who are destroying their own communities don't make no damn sense, really. 
We have got to start thinking about these things differently. And those of us on the right, especially those of us on the right who are black, who are uh, have to start thinking about these things differently. We have to open up our minds and start thinking about these things as they are. Simply coming up with talking points and repeating platitudes uh, is simply not enough. I like my friend Gabriel Phyllis, but and if you ever listen to the, the um, Porsche Talk Radio program, you can hear that actually here local, 11.50 a.m. WTMP, 1 o'clock Saturday. Or, and you can hear it on the internet at WTMP.com, I think is what it is, 1150.com. I'm not sure what it is. Look it up on Google. Because um, they play it live on the internet while it's going on. It's not archived. Or, or you can actually go to the Porch Talk Radio page on um, Porch Talk Radio page on Facebook, and then you can get some idea of what the show is about week to week. Our friend Tim records the program and then he edits edit it. And I think there's it's up on the website PorchTalkRadio.com. My friend, as much as as much as I like my friend um, Gabriel Phillips, he tends to be a Republican in the sense where. It's just a repeating of what I call bumper sticker statements. And sometimes doesn't have the depth that we need to have. And we need to have some depth about us. Here's the word that was a big word in, in 2008 and 2009. Gravitas. Gravity. Weight. To our thinking about these things. We must think about them as they are. And we must be able to bring this to our community in a way that we can be effective. Being loud is not necessarily being effective. The left is very loud. Very loud. But we can look at our communities and see they have not been effective. I've said this for years, and I'm going to say it again this um, in this program. My heartfelt belief is that our country will be saved because of the hearts and minds of black conservatives. And it's because we've got this really unique viewpoint. We've seen this country from the African-American you know, um, perspective, the black perspective, a lot of us have, a lot of us really have, um, dealt with racism, bigotry, if nothing else but the soft expectations, um, the that we've we've dealt with that we've we, we've been told that we can't, the soft bigotry of low expectations we have we have experienced that and dealt with it. I mean, most of us, even people who are my age, and I'm near, I'm nearing sixty, have not been, have not experienced any open racism. Most of us have not. In college, when when I was in college, I remember I had a girlfriend that was white. I know some of you go just roll your eyes. Of course you did. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care. I don't give a damn what you say. Anyway, uh, and I remember going bowling with her at a place where she used to go bowling. I was not a bowler. Uh, 
I'm still not a bowler. My wife of 31 years likes she wants to go bowling. I'm like, I don't know. I'm just not a bowler. In any case, we were in the bowling alley, and I heard someone. I heard a group of uh, of white idiots call her a nigger lover because it was obvious we were together. It wasn't like we were there waiting on some other people to show up. It was obviously it was just her and I. Uh, and I heard that, and she was hurt by it a little bit. She was, I think, she was afraid. Uh, but we just went about our business. We bowled for some for a while, you know. Got some expensive snacks. Had a good time. Had some drinks. And um, did our thing. And then we left. It was cool. It was fine. Other than that. Well, wait. Wait, wait, wait. One of the great things about being older. (laughs) Is that you get stories. Uh, My friend and I. uh, My friend Ted and I went to watch a marching band competition. In Polk County. Uh, we went to a football game. It was, I think, it was a March band competition, and we um, saw. We, was, we were in Winter Haven, Florida. I'll never forget it. And um, just to watch on the weekend. It was a Saturday, and we were leaving. And said, you know what? I'm, 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 I'm hungry. You know, maybe, maybe we could stop and get something to eat or something. Yeah. So we stopped at this place in Auburn, in Auburndale, called the Clock Restaurant. <laughs> we talk about it to this day. My friend was driving a a black Chevy station wagon, big ass car. We called hearse, and uh, so he could fit his baritone sax on it, and all the other crap he liked to carry because he was a brand new band director, brand new teacher, and he thought that he needed to be able to carry stuff. So he bought this big ass station wagon, the hearse. So we walk into the clock restaurant, and this is before the Florida Clean Indoor Act. So you walk in, and the, and the air is full of cigarette smoke. So it's, it's like a bar when they turn all the lights on at the end of the night. That's what it was like. And I swear to you, it was like a movie. It's like every place, every person in the place just stopped. And I could swear the jukebox stopped playing as we walked in. And we both looked around. And he said, I gotta go to the bathroom. And I said and I said to him, I'm gonna go with you. And he said, I don't think it's a good idea that we should both be in the bathroom. <laughs> I laughed my ass off. Later. Uh and now. But I was like, I'll just wait here. By the time we got back back out to his car, someone had keyed his car. We laugh about it now. And um, actually we laughed about it a little bit on the way home. It was like, you got to be kidding me. It was like stepping back in time. It, um, I swear to you, it was like a movie. Everything stopped. You know, the kitchen became quiet. Nobody was talking. Everybody was looking. And all we were going to do is sit down and have some damn breakfast. That was our big, that was our big crime. So, Yes, I guess that at some point people my age have dealt with what I thought was some racism, sure. But it didn't kill us. It didn't even slow us down, really. It wasn't my car that got keyed. <laughs> uh, but uh didn't even slow us down, really. We just kept moving. Keep it moving, baby. Keep it moving. 
So, I mean, I thought, again, that's a funny story now. It wasn't It wasn't a funny story while it was going on, except that it was. It was like a movie. Where are you going? You can't leave me here. Don't, 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 don't leave me here. And he went to the bathroom, and um, people went back to eating. I was just standing there. And the lady didn't come up to me and ask me. Nobody came to me and asked me if I wanted to have a seat because they didn't want us to have a seat. <laughs> so nobody came and said, honey, um, how many in your party? Nobody said a word. Nobody came to us and said that because they didn't want us to be there. And my friend came out of the bathroom and he said, let's go. And I said, yeah, let's get the, out of here. And so we left. <laughs> and we got back to Hillsborough County and was like, oh, my God, civilization. Oh, Plant City, you're so accepting. <laughs> oh, Dover. Thank God. Thank God for Sefner. <laughs> and if you live in my area, you know why that's funny. But in any case, it was, I don't know. And it was funny, the last time I, that I saw in this area a Klan rally, it was in Auburndale. Now, now there were seven Klan members who were having this rally at this uh, recreational center. And there's about, I don't know, 400 people playing basketball and other sports and hanging out there. And they basically drowned them out and ran them off. Um, <laughs> that was the extent of the Klan rally. I've not seen or heard of, of one since in the area. Uh, but in any case, we'll have stories about facing racism. But even that, wasn't what my grandparents or my great-grandparents faced. Or maybe my parents, really. So, what I'm not going to, even after going through just that, what I'm not going to get knocked down about is a is a mean tweet or a tweet that may be quote, unquote racist or that some white liberal tells me I should be offended or upset by. They don't get to decide on what I think is racist, who I think is racist, white liberals don't get to decide. And this is the dangerous part that a lot of the black, so-called black leaders are actually letting the white liberals call the shots on who and what's racist. This is one of our biggest problems. All right. I've been talking for a while. It's time to get out of here. Make room for somebody else. Again, thank you ever so much for, for finding the program. Please, please do me a favor. Please. Go to my web, not, not to the website, go to my email address, wls860 at gmail.com, and let me know where you, when you heard the show and on what platform. That would really help me out. Um, we are trying to get back onto desperately trying to get back on the speaker this week uh, because that will help us send programs directly to iHeartRadio and Spotify. We're been, we've been off Spotify and that hurts me greatly. That hurts my heart greatly. Now that that door is open and I can't walk through it right now, so I've got to get that going again. <sighs> and iHeart.com. But if you've heard us on Blog Talk Radio, if you've heard us on, on Stitcher or Google Podcasts, iTunes, let us know. Send me an email, wls860 at gmail.com, wls860 at gmail.com. All right, we got to get out here and make room for somebody else. So until we see you again, go out there and learn something, love somebody, and for goodness sakes, 
And I mean this from the bottom of my heart. Take care of yourself. We'll see you when we see you. Bye-bye now. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.